DMJ today with your host, Gavin Marcus and Jared. It was in the moment. It was in the moment. It was like, go for it. What's up, you fam? Welcome back to DMJ today with your host, Gavin Marcus and myself, Jared. What's happening, fam? How's you guys' weeks? How you been? That literally Dude. sounded exactly like the intro video. <laughs> Dude, on the real, on the real, my week has been pretty You're bad. My neck, my neck has been terrible, bro. This past like couple days, like oh yeah. What you been up to, bro? Nothing. Yeah, well, why? Doing nothing. I wrote, dude. I almost, I almost slept through my exams. So what I was telling you guys, like on Wednesday, dude, I literally almost slept through. I woke, I woke up with my laptop on my, um, like on my lap, <laughs> and it was like an hour into the exam, a three-hour paper. I was like, mm. yeah. Yo, it was all yeah. multiple choice though, so I could, I could do it in time. I was out of time. It was horrible. How you been, Marcus? Good. I also have, my hip has been sore on my neck. Oh, my neck is always sore, but my hip this week has been acting up. You have chronic neck pain. I do. Or, like oh, legitimately. No, not leg- I don't know. Uh, I, I injured my like neck. Diagnosed. Leg- and uh, it's just never been fine after that. Dude, I've got the typical colored boy injury with my knee. <laughs> Literally, yeah, I've got the typical got colored boy. Dude, it always has. I don't know what colored boys are like, what's the deal with that? But like, that happens. Wow. Soccer, fam, soccer, probably. You play soccer? I don't play soccer. I play rugby. You don't play soccer? No. I, play, I played it, I played it like for fun. Like, if there was a. a uh, five side tournament, yeah. If it was like five yeah, side yeah. tournament, then I, I'll play with my mates, or like I'll play. I played like in grade eleven. I played for the prefect team. Oh yeah. So I, like I'll just play whatever for fun. Okay. Really. okay. I don't play for school. <laughs> okay, guys. I think that let's let's get into the podcast. So basically, uh, there's a trigger warning. Basically, we're not talking about uh, violence in South Africa, and. Uh, yeah, so basically we're talking about uh, people getting evicted uh, in South Africa by the police, uh, and it's been really bad. Uh, I just want to give you a, a quick scenario that I wrote down. Not a scenario, but what one thing that happened. Uh, I'm, I'm reading according to the Cape Times, right? Uh, so basically, this, this is what it says, and I quote, Officers on Wednesday manhandled, I'm not going to say the name, but manhandled, uh, let's say, guy. Let's say guy. Man, little guy. While he was naked, as they tried to demolish his shack, he had been bathing. At the time, they stormed his house. The incident was caught on video, which shows the officers forcefully pushing him and dragging him uh, from his shack in front of many other residents. So that's basically one incident that did happen in South Africa, and that was caught on camera. Uh, what are you guys? What are you guys' thoughts on that? And have um, you guys seen the video? What like? Well, I told you guys like just now. Like I didn't even hear about what was happening in yeah. Cape Town. I love here. It's really, it's really terrible. I didn't watch the video, but I saw that there was a video. Like when I was going through Twitter, I saw there was a video. I didn't watch mm. it. I didn't want to. <laughs> I don't like those videos, like those types yeah. of videos. So I don't want to sure. watch it. Yeah. So basically what is happening for people who are not on the same page is that mm. 
people are being forcibly removed from their homes and this is most of all mostly people who live in informal settlements in shacks in um, like in yeah. environments but this is happening in the middle of winter in the middle of a lockdown which is inhumane to a whole nother level and, and the thing about eviction, basically a death sentence literally so the thing about eviction is normally you you can't be evicted by the government without the government making provision for you to have shelter or a home elsewhere right yeah, yeah. And on top of that, eviction requires a court order. So the police can't just show up somewhere and be like, you're not allowed to live here. Like, so basically they can't, they can't force you to be home. Yeah. There has to be a court order. Yeah. You have to have, you have to be given notice. Like there's a lot of legal aspects to it. You can't just yeah. be picked out of your house one day, even if you are yeah. an illegal occupant. Yeah. I put yeah. that in inverted commas because there's also yeah. spatial injustice of apartheid that is a causing factor of the illegal yeah. occupation. Yeah. Um, but the thing about I, the, I like your uh, air quotes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so people on the pod listening to the podcast, you can't see the air quotes, but Mark, Mark yeah. is just doing yeah, air quotes. Yeah, there was air quotes on certain <laughs> um, <laughs> So the thing that is happening now during lockdown is that at the beginning of lockdown, there was a court order that demanded that all evictions be stopped, right? Which means that the yeah. people, even in level three, is not allowed to evict people from their homes because of lockdown, because of coronavirus. Um, it actually prescribes that evictions can take place in level two again but as we are yeah. all knowing we are not on level two yet we're still on level three um, and this yeah. is not the first the incident that jared mentioned is not the first one it has happened yeah. in various areas in cape town and across south africa which is especially worse because of western cape having like the highest amount of cases so throwing yeah. someone out in cape yeah, town is ridiculous. extremely yeah. bad yeah. really bad You're basically yeah. giving them corona yeah. <laughs> the virus. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my thing is 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 why now? Like why like are you evicting people now and during this time? You know that there's a pandem pandemic. You know people can't afford to whether like go rent or get a new place yeah. to stay or find a new place and how are they gonna build another home if they're building another home, uh, another shack somewhere else? How are they going to do that when if they do you're going to break it down more so where do you expect these people to go yeah um, that, that's my yeah. question but i'm um, not even like yeah Karen Marcus, sorry. The, the nature of eviction that we we're talking about it's not like i live somewhere and i can't afford to pay my rent because even landlords are reasonable they're understandable they're like extending yeah, yeah. whatever this is specifically the government the state evicting like people who live in informal settlements knowing yeah. that i'm in a position to have a home elsewhere or that they, yeah. like they just can't pay rent is that they don't have a home that's why they're living in shacks that's exactly. why they wherever they um, live because they don't have access to proper housing and it's the yeah. removing those people from their housing it's not actually happening mm. to the everyday middle class person who just can't afford to yeah. pay right now yeah um jared on your point where you said like why is it happening now it's like not even why are people being evicted now but like why is it going to the level of violence yeah. to remove these people even like what is wh why why is that happening yeah i think uh, it's just unlawful like in like generally if we're looking at it outside of the lockdown period the state is going to say that they gave warnings and they're going to argue on the basis of these people are occupying unlawfully on state-owned land or yeah whatever other point they would like to bring across which can be justified in a court of law that's the point that they will argue and that's what they will win on because it is technically valid 
but like it's valid if you don't regard like humanity okay so if you're just yeah. thinking as a robot who has the rules to follow <laughs> yeah. then valid great stuff but if you're a yeah. human who has empathy given like Morals. any degree of empathy or moral inclination then you would understand that that's actually just not okay so yeah. they're doing it on the grounds of people are existing and living they are occupying land unlawfully which i mean if we're going to sip tea has been done in the past by another group of people who <laughs> yeah but i mean we are here today yeah but even on your point like um you were saying all of that without lockdown but under lockdown they shouldn't they shouldn't be exactly anyway and it should never be to the point of violence either way i think the only reason that there was how would i say like a violent resistance in the in the in the thing that in the case that Jared mentioned was because the man was literally like in the bath. Yeah, completely it's, it's one naked. Thing to, like evict someone, and there's another. It's another thing to rip someone out of their bath naked and throw them on the street. Like, yeah. dude, like, dressed, at least like if you're gonna have some decency. <laughs> yeah, like I have. Tea. Are you guys like, ready for this? You guys have your tea ready? I got tea ready. Yeah, but I'm. Yeah, but okay. okay. I've got I've got coffee. But I was I didn't get the memo. Oh, oh, okay, okay. When I read this, I was like, "Yo, brother, this is mad." Okay, ready? You ready, guys? Okay, so the yeah, the yeah. mayor of Cape Town, right, spoke to the ENCA uh, and accused the person, the guy that got dragged naked, of tactically undressing himself before the law enforcement officers approached his info, informal tactics. Tactically, uh, tactically. Do you tactically. think he did it? Do you think he did it to become more slippery or? The boss also like lubricated him. (laughs) What, dude? I'm trying to think like what? (laughs) How did they try and reason it? So like, because they said tactically, so it means it must have been. It was strategic. It was like pre-planned. Yeah. So let's walk walk through this accusation. Okay. Undressed himself. Yeah. This dude. He must have. He must have heard a rumor that the police were coming to evict him. Yeah. And then when the police got there, he put on water in the bath, and then he was like, "Wait, before you do anything, let me undress." Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me get naked. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to like throw me out. And then I'm going to like fight you back to get into my house to like spare my dignity. But then yeah. you like, literally forced me to the ground. Okay, cool. So that was a fighting style, dude. He was trying to lubricate himself so that, that he would have a chance. I just, I needed, like, like someone must make it make sense tactic. to me. Make it make yeah, sense. It doesn't make sense. You can't make nothing <laughs> make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> It's the really, thing is for me, the thing is for me, like, let's say, let's say he did, I'm, I'm doing air, for, air quotes for all you guys, let's say he did, he did do it on purpose, it still gives you no reason to take someone out of the house naked, make sure the guy, like, is fully clothed, or he has something, at least he has underwear yeah. on, at least, minimum, have underwear on before you take him out of the house, in front of, like, 50 people, I think, I was just out there, yeah. maybe more, yeah. I'm just saying. And, but and I mean, you know, like, it's yeah. mad. Like, but I mean, it is the government, so they're going to try and get rid of as much bad publicity as they can. Because I mean, bad publicity equals no votes. So they're going to have to do something to try and cover yeah. it up or try and justify yeah. what they did. But I think more than like avoiding bad publicity, they should just like acknowledge it. Um, yeah. yeah. And take it. I, I, I read something. Um, the city of Cape Town released a media statement saying that they are suspending the police officers who actually did, did this 
But to me, I'm like, that's just trying to gaslight us because yeah. at the end of the day, individual police officers are only carrying out orders. They are only maintaining yeah. and sustaining a system that has been put in place. So they wouldn't, saying, they wouldn't just evict people for no reason. Fully, they, wouldn't like, exactly. they wouldn't just be like, oh, I don't, why would I want more work? Exactly. Go and this guy. exactly. Like, because it makes sense. They would just do it. Yeah, I think the government is like trying to do this to gaslight us because they think that we're mad at the officers, but we're really not. We are mad at the system mm. that yeah. ruled the officers' actions that said it's okay for you to go evict a man while he's naked in the middle of yeah. winter and a pandemic. Like that's that yeah. that that is the thing that we are not happy with. That is a thing that we are challenging. It's not the actual individual officers. So yeah. dismissing, even firing, or even like prosecuting if they want to go that far, mm. these officers is yeah. just trying to gaslight us to think that it's like to think that they're addressing their own faults. Whereas instead yeah. of avoiding bad publicity, they should actually just say that was wrong of us. This is what we're doing to make it yeah. better. We are changing this, we're changing this, we're changing this. We're making sure that our officers are aware of the court order and are doing this and this and this. They shouldn't just try and like cover their mess. They should just address it. It's kind yeah. of like they're trying to make those guys take the fall for mm. their order. And now yeah. once, once it blows over, they'll keep doing it. Yeah. Hopefully without the camera this time. Exactly. I actually I read somewhere that that one of the reasons that they are evicting people in general is for the cause of gentrification. So gentrification is the idea of I don't know how to put it into words, making an area better looking in like a mm. Okay. So it's making an area yeah. better looking. It's making it newer. More aesthetically better, pleasing. More aesthetically pleasing. Here we go. Yeah. It might align with the but that from technology, like, grade nine. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it needs to be more aesthetically pleasing. It must align with the brand that the government is going with. Yeah. But my yeah. question, right? I have a question. Why does gentrification, and who decided that gentrification equates to making more people homeless instead of mm-hmm. holding people nicer homes? Yeah. So I was, was going to ask. Out of their homes instead of actually just making, giving them a nicer place to live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was going to ask on your point of once they remove the people, what do they do with that? that land do they just leave it there or do they uh, i know for this land i know for this land um i read where they evicted the guy that, that was naked they basically want to get rid of all the shacks that are there and they want to build uh more services for the community now that does make it make sense make it make sense because i can understand on, on that point i can understand on that point why they would be removing people to like build more like housing or services or whatever. No, no, it's, it's services. But I mean, you're making okay, well, services then, but you're making the people who need these services homeless, yeah, give them services. So it's like, ah, I have nowhere to live, but I have water. So, what's yeah, the, what's it's, the point? it's the irony of, of, of buying petrol, but you don't have a car, you get rid of the yeah. car, but you're buying petrol with the same money. It's the same thing, yeah. you can't do that. The community isn't there. So why would you build services for the community? It makes no sense. I would, sense. I would understand more if it's housing. If they're saying, okay, we're going to break down your shack, but we're going to give you housing. I could yeah. understand it better. But I mean, you're still leaving people homeless for that time to build the houses. So it's kind of like, good. unless you're giving them temporary homes while yeah. you build it, it's like, what's the point of evicting people? Then? Yeah. yeah. I actually saw that... Um, the human settlement minister Lindiwe Sosulu is actually taking the city of Cape Town to court, or she's willing to take the city of yeah, Cape Town yeah, yeah. for their actions, which I think is pretty dope. I think that's yeah, awesome. That's that, cool. they, like, there should be challenge from within mm. government because I feel that sometimes 
um, people who work for the state are afraid to challenge the state because they could lose their job because the state could turn around yeah. and say, even though that shouldn't be the case in a democratic society the state could turn around mm. and say look at you you're not supporting the organization that you're working for so you're going to lose your job and i love that she yeah. is using her power actually to mm. bring justice but in it's the like, same way yeah mm, it's like very high risk high reward yeah. like they either they either pull it off and they get some uh justice for the people who are evicted or they yeah. lose their job, they lose everything. But in the, Very same, in the same breath, right, I feel like historically South African state officials have had a history of making promises and saying things and committing to even court cases, but then nothing actually changes. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's awesome that she is going to court. And I think she's going to court because a lot of the people, like the population, are angry about this. Um, so yeah. she has the support of, of the population in doing this. People. But I think that at the end, of the, there's a possibility that it could just be another court case that someone wins and no changes actually made. Yeah. Happen. Yeah. I don't know. I think the best thing to do is win the court case, hopefully, and then keep on pressing them on it yeah. until we see changes. Else we're just going to get a the story happens, someone gets cancelled or something. Yeah. Uh, something happens and then it's forgotten about again. The next yeah, the next year we're in the same same situation yeah, same same situation and then we could be talking about this chat like oh we said if nothing yeah if nothing happens basically yeah, so guys I, I have a question for you guys i don't stay in cape town davin and mark stay in cape town so basically in cape town there's 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 like the high high cape town and then there's a low low cape town right yeah. am i right like yeah. i know there's like like South like like class wise or just yeah, like yeah. Yeah, 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 there is. Yeah, I mean, class-wise, as in, yeah. you get, you get like American LA vibes, and then you yeah. have like the rural settlements and stuff. Do you yeah. think that, like, the government now, uh, they're trying to? What What do you think they're trying? I know they're trying to get the whole. I think they're trying to get the whole Cape Town there, but I think they went at it at the wrong manner. Um, you can definitely see from like town outwards, it's better. Mm. It's better looking. It's, yeah. It is mostly once you get further away from town that it starts mm. looking like poorer, I guess. So it looks like they're trying to, um, what's the word, gentrification, gentrify? Is that yeah. the correct one? They're trying to gentrify from town out. Yeah, um, yeah. I de it's definitely not the, the best way to go about it. It's never the best yeah. way to go about it in any situation. But you can definitely see that they're trying to do something about that to make it look mm. better. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know what the correct way to do, do about it is. Maybe just evict them, but give them temporary housing, I think would be the best way. I think the best way um, is to provide housing for evicting them. So don't just like... But I mean, but if you have to do it on the same land, then you need to remove houses anyway. But I think the, the state's... If it's on different land, on then yeah. State land. So they're on land that is not meant for housing it's meant for other state yeah. use or whatever yeah. like Jared said, it could be services um yeah but a lot of the evictions are on the premise that they're unlawfully occupying state land state owned land mm. so then which would be true not under lockdown yeah which is it? fine and yeah. not like but at the end of the day if you're going to evict people like the law requires that you create and provide other housing for them so mm. i think what um what the state's approaches is that we're working on providing housing but in the meantime we're going to evict people 
And I think that that's, yeah. that's messed up. There should be a provision of land um, of housing first, and then mm-hmm. say, cool, we're not evicting you. You have an yeah, they got it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then also a lot of uh, like relocation policies are like mm-hmm. unreasonable because they relocate people so far yeah. or like into remote places that it's actually just better for them to stay in a shack. You know, would you do you think it would be better if they try and get housing more into those remote areas with services or do you think it's better if they try and get them temporary housing here and then house them later here? I think the issue with with those remote areas is that all economic opportunities are centered in this in the center of the city which is town mostly right yeah and there are other yeah. hotspots around South Africa or Cape Town, even if we're speaking about Cape Town, but the majority yeah. of economic opportunity is in the center yeah. of town. So if you yeah. relocate people two hours away from town, it's not so much about housing or, or access to services, it's about economic opportunity, because now these people are expected yeah. to, even if transport is provided by train or whatever, they're expected to, mm. tra- to travel two hours to work, two hours home from work. That's four hours. Yeah. Of work so, day. so it's really like, we're going to put you in better housing, but you can't get any better than this. Yeah, like your yeah. standard of you living kind of just have to love increasing. Because while you have a nicer house, now you are very inconvenienced with transport, or you might not mm-hmm. even be able to get a job because people aren't necessarily willing to hire you, knowing mm-hmm. that you have to travel two hours. So until yeah. there's there's a there's a there's a liability to the business. Build new cities, and this is actually what Uncle Cyril spoke about in one of his um, sonas. He spoke about building new cities. Um, Whereas it's not just relocating people's in in the terms in terms of housing, but actually um, creating platforms for economic development in those places, so that it's actually a new yeah. economic center, which I think is a great idea. And obviously, that's not going to be like a over a few months thing. That's going to take years, yeah, years to develop that. Mm. Um, but I think in the meantime, they should be better or should be smarter when it comes to relocation. I know it's 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 gonna be very difficult to get like a full on city going or small yeah. town area going. Yeah. Because it all starts with like the small the small businesses. You need to first yeah. get the small businesses up there yeah. and that builds and builds into a, yeah. a bigger town or a bigger city. So yeah, the problem is you need to first get those small businesses in. Yeah. And I think Not that's a- gonna take the longest. A lot of bigger businesses don't want to open branches there because there is no other activity mm. there. So none of their clients mm. are there. None of their like. And maybe they feel it's unsafe or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I think it all so comes. It's down really difficult to, situation. I think it all comes down to employment because if people get better jobs, then obviously they can work their way out out mm. of the rural settlements. So I think I think the I know, it's more on the longs the lines of more employment. More employment mm-hmm. and better better housing. I think that way mm-hmm. it'll basically shift yeah. up. Yeah. But the thing is, like employment is also linked linked into services because another reason because if you go yeah. for an interview, for instance, and the employer is interviewing you, he doesn't have to tell you why he rejects you. So it could yeah. be for like a simple thing like let's say you don't have a shower at your shack or whatever because you don't smell nice he can reject you he doesn't have to tell you why he's rejecting you so like i i understand your point is like if we get in better employment then um our people can start moving out of these rural areas but like it's not just based off of can can they do an interview like small things it's based on like 
oh, now I don't have services. I don't have a car to get to yeah. my, my yeah. The, in the interview. So it's like this whole bunch of things that kind of play against you in um, when you're trying to get employed. Yeah. And at the end of the day, housing is a fundamental human right listed in the constitution. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it goes beyond services like sports centers or like community centers. Housing mm-hmm. is a fundamental human right that the state needs to ensure. Um, oh, sorry, on your, yeah. On your, another thing for employer employment, you need to have what, at least a grade nine certificate to mm-hmm. even go for a job interview in most jobs, unless it's like manual labor. Yeah. And I mean, how many people in the rural areas have like a formal education? Like yeah. That? It's very yeah. difficult. 100%. Yeah. Mm. So before we um, end up, guys, let's just chat yeah. about what we can do because it's awesome to have. That was literally my next question. That was literally <laughs> my next question. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys need to educate me on what I can do because I don't even yeah, know I'm about this. Are you ready to learn? Found me, learn I'm today. so ready. Always so, ready to learn. Just. <sighs> Like side note, this podcast, although it has been very political, like the past two episodes, <laughs> not, like our podcast is not one of a political nature, okay? But it, we, yeah. it's important to talk about these things because, at the end of the day, we actually have the ability to change things. Everyone yeah. of us, as well, individuals, um, have influence, and when we act collectively, we can actually activate. Change. Um, sorry, just quickly on your point of political, we're not political, but we're honest. So if yep. one party fucks up, then we're going to mention it. If another one fucks up, we're yeah. going to mention it. If one of them does good, we'll probably mention it as well. Right. Yeah. So what we can do with regards to the eviction that's happening in Cape Town and also across South Africa is we can email a lot of people. Okay, so first of all, educate yourself, spread awareness. And then in the, our description in the video, or if you are listening on the podcast, go check up our YouTube channel. All this, in the description, there will be various emails. There will be a link that we found to like a, um, a format for an email. Um, that, yeah. It's not ours, but we found it and we're just gonna share it. Um, lots yeah. of emails of people in power in the city of Cape Town, in the DA, in the Western Cape, um, that you could just spam with emails until, because we actually, as, as citizens, we have a constitutional right to demand accountability. So yeah. we can exercise that or we cannot exercise that. So let's just all be challenged to exercise that by sending emails and when i say spam i'm saying spam every day until they are actually like important thing when you are sending emails don't send the same email so don't just copy and paste email and send it because the server will will regard that as spam so change some sentences in there change the subject change a little thing here and there add some spice add some flavor make it your own um, but we will post everything in our description or you can find us on social media you can dm one of us on social media um which will also be in the Links YouTube description. In the description yeah but yeah. if you are listening to the podcast and you don't want to go onto youtube my instagram is marcus Parkus, jared's is jared nido world and devon's is devon.johnson i think or underscore uh, underscore underscore devon underscore johnson you can find like dm any one of us and we will send you the emails the links the templates all of the things um yeah but yeah let's just do what we can to actually see change in society 100 beautiful so guys hey. basically uh thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast make sure you do follow us on our social medias also make sure you follow us on our twitter which is dmj today uh that's basically our group well our podcast twitter so make sure make sure you follow us there you'll get the insights there before we do our podcast and after so it's been your boys, Davin, Marcus, Jared, and we thank you yeah. so much for joining us on DMJ um, today. Um, 
please please like subscribe share on youtube it helps us with the algorithm thank you very much and share with your friends on spotify and itunes oh yeah we're on spotify and itunes guys yes so that too follow us there yeah, and we leveled up yeah okay thank you guys so much thanks, thanks for listening thanks for watching peace